Okay, I'm going to make a statement that's just going to absolutely shock you. Hunter Biden's a jerk-off. I'm sure you didn't need me saying that, but he just proved it again this morning. I'm going to make a call right now. New York and Chicago can go red. They will go red. If Republicans can get their heads out of their asses long enough to run someone good. Now, that's a big if. Uh, yeah, New York really is screwing up. We'll get into that. And Disney might finally be going the way of the dodo. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So yesterday was my stepdaughter's birthday, and we went to a... We went to a Korean a restaurant that serves Korean barbecue. Now, I got to tell you something. The place was not cheap. It was $30 a person. There were seven of us. And, you know, that didn't even include drinks. But how it worked was that you got two hours to sit and eat. And you can order anything. So technically, $30 was pretty cheap considering what we ordered. I mean, we ordered steak. We ordered oysters. We ordered shrimp. And it was, it was, the food was pretty good. But here's the thing. I think this place, this restaurant, actually shows us where the rest of the world is going very soon. So they had maybe seven or eight people there. It, the restaurant was packed. Okay, the restaurant was packed. But they had maybe seven, eight people there. And what they did was, in Korean barbecue, which you essentially have is you have a, a hot plate in the middle of your table. And the food is cooked in front of you. Now, in old Korean barbecue places, the food is typically cooked by a chef. There's a guy who actually goes in and cooks the food. Not so in this place. In this place, they, they, you have, the, you have the, the, the fryer, but you're cooking the food. Uh, they do not have waitresses or waiters. They have a... Uh, what do they call it? They have an iPad sitting there and you pick what you want. And what they essentially do is they or they load the raw food and they send you the raw food to, that you cook. And they don't send you the raw food like there's the waiter doesn't come in and drop the raw food out. A robot does. It was really amazing. We saw our server who was not really a server she was essentially there to get us drinks like coca-cola or beer or whatever you happen to be drinking and to change the grill so that you could have a fresh grill every time you were grilling your food but we cooked our food we got our it was kind of cool the robot was actually pretty cool it really tripped the kids out but you had the robot dropping off the food, and you would go and grab your food from the robot, and the robot would say thank you, you'd click finish, and then it'd take off. And oh, and then you pressed in your iPad anything you wanted. You just kept ordering. I ate oysters. I love oysters. We don't you don't see a lot of oysters. So we had oysters, we had steak, we had shrimp, we had octopus, calamari, rice, Japanese noodles. It was really, really good. <clears throat> but here's the thing. That place was being run by like six, seven people. There was nobody there. And you know what was really odd? And I, I, I told Josie, I said, uh, so we're paying all this money to cook our own food? 
I said, I could have done that at home. And Josie thought it was kind of cool, but Josie doesn't cook dinner. So that's a lot. I do all the cooking in the house because I like to cook. But the kicker is that this is where, like, McDonald's is going to go. This is what, I mean, they they didn't have cooks and they, they did not, they had one cook back there because they do serve hot meals, but you have to pay quite a bit for those hot meals. So they, they do, but they don't really have any cooks. The kitchen is basically just raw food prepared and they don't have any servers. They've got people that are basically busboys that are making sure your grill is clean making sure you have your drinks, and that's about it. Now, what's ironic is they still expect a tip, but whatever. I mean, it is what it is. This is where the world is going. In California, I don't know if you know this, if you live in California, but California now, McDonald's employees make $20 an hour at minimum. And I think this applies to all fast food restaurants because essentially in California, what they're trying to do is unionize the fast food restaurants, McDonald's, Burger King, uh, Jack in a Box, uh, Taco Bell, they, they want them unionized. So California said the minimum wage on all fast food restaurants is going to be $20 an hour. McDonald's raised their prices, uh, as you could expect. They raised their prices quite a bit. Don't forget, an employee at McDonald's was already making between $15 and $17 an hour. When I was when I was working at McDonald's back in the 80s, 84, 85, I made a grand total of $3.35 an hour. That was minimum wage back then. Now these these jerk-offs are making 15 to 17 dollars an hour. Well, needless to say, you're either going to need a college degree to work at McDonald's or they're just going to can everybody. And that's essentially what's going to happen. McDonald's now in order to hide their price increases. And by the way, McDonald's was already expensive. McDonald's was charging $4 for a a medium fries. They were charging $3 for a Coca-Cola. So they were already really expensive, which is which is great for me. I'm glad they raised their prices cuz now I just don't go. I I mean, I made a tri-tip dinner on tu- on uh, Tuesday. Or on Monday, excuse me. The tri-tip cost me $11. That was good and cheap. I saw it. I said, I got to make tri-tip. And I made an $11 tri-tip steak. I made dinner for, and I'm still eating sandwiches, for $11. And meanwhile, if you go to McDonald's for a Big Mac, a Coke, and fries, it's $16. This is what's going to happen. Be prepared. California is going to lose jobs. It's going to go completely opposite because of the stupid decisions the state makes. And then you know what the state's going to do? They're going to A, raise taxes on these businesses, again, because these businesses keep firing people and they, they're going to need to pay for, they're going to need to pay for their benefits. And then they're going to Uh, demand rent control. In other words, the state government is going to F up everything it can and then demand more power. That's essentially what it is. That's why, I mean, I got to get out of California. I I know Josie wants to stay here for another six months, a year, 
but oh my lord. Okay, let's get to dumbasses of the day. Okay, so this dumbass of the day isn't really somebody saying something stupid. It's your government pushing stupidity on our kids. Basically, the indoctrination machine. You know, the same indoctrination that we're told they, the government actually doesn't do. Now, this is a two-minute clip. It's, a, it's kind of a PSA, and it's actually shown to fourth and fifth graders in the Superior School District in Wisconsin. So this is actually being presented to fourth and fifth graders. This is not something that some conservative made up just to gaslight the country into believing this is happening. This is something the Superior School District in Wisconsin is showing that was discovered. Now, I'll give you a step further. We don't know what they're showing everywhere. We don't know what they're showing really in California because it's hidden. And because the kids really aren't supposed to talk about it with the parents. And California teachers tell you that. Um, you've got other places, other states that they're showing this crap, like Texas and Florida, where Texas and Florida are saying, my God, you guys are actually showing this and are banning it outright. And then they call it book burning or whatever. But this is actually something that is happening. Now, it's a little longer. It's about two minutes. But just listen to this garbage. Aww. Hi, baby. Are you a boy or a girl? Funny you should ask, Sid. One of the first things they check when a new baby is born is what kind of body parts they have. They do that to determine a baby's sex. Most of the time, it's easy to determine. And sometimes, it's more complicated. This one has a penis. It's a boy! This one has a vulva. It's a girl! Congratulations! Whoa! Let's hit the brakes, people. The way your body looks on the outside is only part of the story. Huh? What? <sighs> Stay with me, gang. This is important. Hi, little one! Your sex refers to your physical body parts, remember? But there is also something called gender, which is how you feel inside your body and who you know yourself to be. And your gender, how you feel on the inside, doesn't always match the sex you were called when you were born. Okay. Let's say you were born with a penis and you feel like a boy inside. In that case, your sex and your gender match. Well, what if you were born with a penis and you know you're a girl inside? not a boy. Then your sex and your gender don't match. Wait, what does know you're a girl inside mean anyway? Does that mean you have to love pink things and princesses? Nope. Sometimes people refer to things as girl things and boy things, but this is just how people sometimes classify things, usually to make it easier to sell stuff to kids and their parents. Clothes, toys, and games are for everyone. You don't have to be a boy or a girl to like a certain thing. Sid, has anyone ever told you that you shouldn't play with something or wear something because you're a boy? Well, yes. The body parts you were born with don't always dictate who you are, how you feel, or what you like to play with. Ah, that's such a relief. Gender, how you feel and who you know yourself to be, tells you who you are, and there are a whole bunch of possibilities. Figuring out what feels right for you is just part of growing up. <laughs> Bye, little cutie. Um, you might want to change that diaper sooner than later. <sighs>
Okay, your body parts don't always dictate who you are, but no body parts dictate who you are. Now, but your body parts do dictate whether you're a boy or a girl. And one of the amazing things, and I'm not going to go too far into this, too much to talk about, and this is old hat. The first thing, if a medical doctor, as this video shows, if a medical doctor is taking advice of a little girl, of an uh, a eight-year-old, nine-year-old girl, I would. that will be the day that I actually go out and when I get cancer, just let myself die. I don't want to be treated by that medical doctor. A medical doctor should not be listening to children. We should not be listening. I do not listen to children. That's why I think this video is especially stupid. I do not listen to children, especially on what they think about life. They don't know dick about life. Until they start paying taxes, until they experience some bits of life, I don't want I don't care what their opinions are. But see, that's what we're being trained to believe is we need to listen to the kids. We need to listen to that 20-year-old that's still living with mommy and daddy and going to college to get a gender uh, gender studies degree. We're supposed to listen to these people because they're so much smarter. We're supposed to be listening to 16-year-olds and actually letting them vote because they're so much smarter than we are. Now, never in, of course, never in the history of, of humanity have we done that. We've always looked at kids, always have looked at kids as they're stupid and they're going to do stupid things. And you just kind of roll your eyes and then kind of teach them how to do things right because they're stupid. But this video does outside of, of the, the, you know, men can be women and women can be men thing. Let's get away from that because it's not important. What is important is what they're basically teaching you here. And they do it right in the beginning of the video is this little, the doctor says after a kid's born, oh, it's a boy. And the little kid is correcting the doctor. And the doctor is like, oh yeah, no, that's not how it's supposed to work. You're, the doctor's supposed to turn to the kid and said, I'm sorry, where'd you get your medical degree? I also want to point out, at, you know, in fifth grade, fourth grade, they're not sure what a vulva is. All right, They're not even sure what the medical term for a penis is. So them sitting back and, and, and talking about this, you're pushing this on those kids. I didn't have sex education. I had sex education when I was in Catholic school. So you can imagine that the sex education was very toned down. But that's the first time we learned about any of this stuff. It was just never talked about. And it was a very quick class. It was, this is what it is. This is how you get someone pregnant. This is why you don't want to do it. And that's it. Now they're teaching you all sorts of crap, you know. Anyway, just if your kids are still in public school, get them out. All right. I don't know how else to put this. This in our first story. Uh, Hunter Biden is just an a-hole. So I, I woke up this morning and they're doing a what they call what they're doing in a hearing to determine whether they're going to say whether they're going to charge Biden 
Hunter Biden with contempt of Congress for skipping uh, his congressional hearing. And some genius in his law office basically told Hunter Biden, hey, why don't you go to that? I, I, I was like, the ball's on this guy. So they ask him to go to Congress to testify. Okay, they ask him to go to Congress to testify, and he refuses. He goes to Congress, and he stands outside of Congress and says he's not going to testify, and, and this is all a witch hunt, and there's no evidence, and blah, blah. All the crap that we already know is not true. All the crap we know is not true. And then leaves. And then this jerk-off shows up in Congress at his own contempt of a Congress hearing. Well, Nancy Mace had something to say about that. She was livid. Let's listen to Nancy Mace. Carolina. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, uh, Chairman Comer. Um, first of all, my first question is, who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. Um, second question, you are the epitome of white privilege, coming into the Oversight Committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed, what are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here and- M Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. Mr. Chairman. Um, if the, the lady's recognized- If the gentle lady wants to hear from names? Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now, Mr. And Chairman. Let's take a vote and hear from Hunter speaking. Biden. What are, are you afraid of? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Order, order, order. Are women allowed to speak, order, order, order. Women allowed to speak in here or no? Are women allowed to speak in here or no? you keep interrupting me? I'll interrupt the chairman. I don't know that he's a lady. I think that uh, that Hunter Biden should be arrested right here, right now, and go straight to jail. Our nation is founded on the rule of come law. Come on, come on. And the premise come that on. the law applies equally to everyone, no matter what your last Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Point um, of it order. It doesn't matter who you are. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Biggs over Donald here. Donald Trump Jr. Biggs over here. Uh, state your point, Mr. Biggs. Yeah, my, my point of order is this. Okay, okay. Um, this was not a good look for Democrats, and they knew it. Now, I love the fact that the, the Democrat there, first off, interrupts her, left and right. And he's interrupting her because what everything she's saying is right, and he knows it. Democrats cannot look at this and say this is a good thing. This is a bad look. Really bad look. And, you know, him saying, him screaming at her, saying that we could interview him right No. They're not ready to interview. They were ready to interview him last month, and he decided not to show up. Now he shows up, and you, when they're not prepared, they don't have any of the evidence sitting in front of them. Now you want to interview him? I mean, I would have loved to hear what if what he what this Democrat would have said if Nancy Mace had said yes. Let's put him on. I'll talk to him right now. If she was actually prepared. Because she knew this was the kind of theater this Hunter Biden was going to push. And then uh, and then the other thing Nancy Mace did, which I think was great, she mentioned two things. White privilege, and then she accused you, you're not going to let a woman speak? This is beautiful theater. Because all she's basically saying is, she's using the Democrats' playbook against them. You are, you are a white man, and you've got white privilege, so much so you think you can be arrogant enough to show up here. And by the way, he is. Here's the reality. Even if they do vote, and they're going to, even if they do vote, he's in contempt of Congress. It's the Justice Department, Biden's Justice Department, that has to push it. They're not going to convict him of, of 
They're not going to convict him of uh, contempt of Congress. He's not going to see any jail time. Then someone on Fox News pointed this out, which I thought was very interesting. He's got major indictments on him now. Contempt of Congress is like the last thing he's worried about. But to show up there, the arrogance, just incredible. And before, and then it got worse. Before Marjorie Taylor Greene got her chance to rip into him, the jerk-off got up and left the, left the congressional floor. And he made a big spectacle of it. He made a huge spectacle of it. What an a-hole. I mean, there is no question. This guy is an arrogant a-hole. And I cannot believe Joe Biden knew about this. You know, Joe Biden doesn't know what day it is, much less what his son doing. But if Joe Biden had seen this, Joe Biden would have looked at him and said, don't do that. Now, for Republicans, for Donald Trump, this is great. And this is why I believe either Hunter Biden is really stupid or Hunter Biden is, I mean, so narcissistic he refuses to see anything around him. Or Hunter Biden is just an arrogant prick. Because here's what he just did. He just took all the focus off of Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump and his lawyers said some really stupid things yesterday. But that's not what's being talked about. It's him leaving uh, Congress during his own uh, contempt of Congress hearing. That's what everyone's focused on. Even CNN is looking at that. So, yeah, that's and that's exactly what Donald Trump needs. Focus needs to be taken off of him and put on Hunter, put on Joe, and that's exactly what he did. It was a stupid move. And you could tell even the, de even the idiots in Congress... Because let's face it, you couldn't, if you had IQs of over 80 in Congress, I'd be shocked. But even the idiots in Congress knew this was a bad look. This was not good. So good. I hope that, I hope Hunter keeps this up. And by the way, it's not even that Republicans are doing anything here. Even if Republic, the Republicans weren't having any intention on them. And then suddenly Hunter Biden shows up and now Republicans is going to love this. Nancy Mace is going to be played for the next week. Really incredible. Well, what's also incredible is our next story. What's incredible about this story is um, I got a feeling that New York is going to go red soon. <coughs> now let's not forget New York uh, Nancy uh, Hochul, Kathy Hochul, almost lost the governorship to an unknown Republican businessman. I mean, he is so unknown. I don't even remember his name, but he is—he was really unknown. He ran for governor, and that Republican almost beat him. I think he lost by two points. And you're looking at Eric Adams, who's now not being embraced by the Democratic Party. I mean, he's under investigation by the DOJ. Because he has gone out and deliberately blamed Joe Biden for the border crisis. I'm sure he, recently he's been kind of good. He's been doing the, the deed. He's been doing okay. So maybe they'll drop his, his investigation. But 
he still continues to do stupid crap. And I got to tell you, if New Yorkers continue to vote Democratic after what he's doing, and by the way, they're having the same problem in Chicago. Chicago, you, you got to understand something. It's the middle of winter in Chicago and New York. It's freaking zero degrees right now. One of the reasons, what's really happening in New York right now, there's a huge storm. So all these illegals are coming in. They have nowhere to put them. So where are they? They're in tents on the street. Well, he has a solution. So this is according to Fox News. Nearly, I almost draw, I almost, I almost peed myself when I read this story. I couldn't believe it. Nearly 2,000 migrants being sheltered in tent shelter in New York, in a tent shelter in New York City, are being transferred to a nearby high school where students will have to pivot to remote learning due to the disruption it is causing sparking outrage from residents and local politicians. Well, F you guys, you voted for this crap. You voted for this crap. You did so, you were so subservient during the remote learning phase. You guys didn't say anything. Chris Cuomo was a hero. He was, not Chris, his brother, but he was a hero to you guys. He should be the next president. You voted for this crap. F you I'm glad it's getting rubbed in your face. The New York City Mayor Eric Adams' office said is said it is moving 1,900 migrants from the tent shelter at the Floyd Bennett Field for safety reasons due to the incoming storms and potential high winds. According to New York Daily News, Adams told reporters that it was being done out of an overabundance of caution. Quote, we want to make sure people are safe, end quote, he said. He wants to make sure people who don't belong in the country are safe. Illegal aliens are safe. F the kids. They can just go on Zoom again and not learn anything for, for the next. And we're talking, they don't think this is going to be done quickly. They think this is from January to the end of summer that these people are going to be stuck in this high school. But it is converse, controversially moving them to James Madison High School, which confirmed it was being used as a, quote, temporary overnight respite center, end quote, and would be closed as a result on Wednesday, with students being forced to pivot to remote learning as a result. Mind you, that's what they say now. Let's see if on Thursday they're out of the high school. I don't think they're going to be. In a statement, Republican Councilwoman Inna Vernikoff called the move unacceptable, arguing that Floyd Bennett Field is not a sustainable housing facility. It's a high school. Our public schools are meant to be places of learning and growth for our children and were never intended to be shelters or facilities for emergency housing. And she again, this is bad wording by a Republican, which is typical for illegal aliens, for people who do not belong in the country. And then she should have added, this just shows she Democrats give more crap about illegal aliens, about people who do not belong in this country than it does about citizens of the United States, including and especially our kids. NYC comptroller Brad Lander, a Democrat, of course, said the placing of migrants at Floyd Bennett Field, quote, highlights the mismanagement and waste of money that is all too present in City Hall's approach 
to shelter and services for asylum seekers. Well, this would be a good thing. Uh, basically, what he's doing is he's taking the blame off of him. All right. But he supported the sanctuary state shit garbage. Um, but he's but the reality is uh, it has nothing to do with the money. They're, the money's not there. People are paying taxes. You got to support the people. Now you're taking money from the support of the citizens of New York and you're dumping it on illegal aliens. <coughs> the New York Post reported how the move has infuriated parents of students at the school, with one woman screaming at the buses as they arrived. Quote, how does it feel that you kicked all the kids out of school tomorrow? End quote. You know what? F you, you voted for this. Congratulations. You get what you deserve. So I, I don't feel sorry for New York at all. I do understand how they're feeling. If I did not vote for any of these people, I mean, Adams won by a lot. We're not talking he won by a little bit. If I'm the one who, who didn't vote for these people because I knew this crap would happen, I would have a lot more of a say. I could sit there and say, you idiots. I told you this was going to happen. Notice in this entire article, though, they don't blame Biden. Now, it's Fox News. They, they blame Biden a lot. But no Democrat here. No Republican. The Republican they interviewed didn't blame Biden. This is the problem. It's all because of votes. If that Republican, uh, Issa, whatever her name is, Inna Ver Vernikoff, if she had decided to, to blame Biden, she would have been in trouble. Because they all love Biden there. And that brings me to my point. They got what they deserve. They got democracy. It, they got it good and hard. So, you know, good for them. I would be absolutely, I would be shocked if it weren't for the fact that I think the elections are fixed in New York and in Chicago and in California. I think in New Jersey, I think they're fixed. If it weren't for the fact I think the elections are really fixed now, uh, I can't see how anyone would vote for these people. I mean, look at Chicago. Chicago went from uh, uh, went from uh, one leftist mayor to a worse left, a more leftist mayor. How 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 these guys actually? I don't I don't get it. I do not get it. Okay, well that's our that's our politics for the day. Let's let's get. Let's get to some good old-fashioned uh, culture. And I haven't talked about this too much. I really should have. I wanted to talk about this last week, but I didn't. I'm sure it's old news, but I I'm sorry. I think it is absolutely... I think Disney just... I think Disney just needs to go bankrupt before they will figure out that maybe we need to make a good movie. And maybe we need to hire people who know how to make good movies. Maybe these elites at Disney need to lose their million-dollar jobs for them to realize that, okay, who's actually running Disney is not the left. It is average Joe out there, including white straight men, that won't go see their movies because they're just tired of being lectured to. Maybe they'll learn. Well, they haven't learned yet. If their last like seven, eight, nine movies haven't proven it to them, 
Maybe their next 10 or 12 will prove it to them because they're not learning. According to the Daily Wire, feminist director Charmaine Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy said it's about time a woman shaped a Star Wars movie after being picked to head the next one of the Disney, and next one from Disney. A Pakistan-born filmmaker will head an upcoming untitled film set for 2026 release that will follow the story of Rey Skywalker, a female Jedi Master, CNN reported. She is the first woman and the first person of color to direct a Star Wars movie. Here's CNN reporting on this. So the first woman and the first person of color to direct a Star Wars film. It's set to be released in 2026. You can say that the force is strong with this one. Here's Charmino Bechinoy. You know, I'm very thrilled about the project because I think um, what we are about to create is something very special. And we're in 2024 now. And I think uh, it's about time that we had a woman uh, come forward uh, to shape the story in a galaxy far, far away. Star Wars was already special. Disney has gone out of its way to actually destroy it. And her hire doesn't stop that. Now, I got to tell you, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about how women, we need strong women. Princess Leia in the 1977 film was a strong character. As was everybody in Star Wars. All three episodes. And by the way, Darth Vader was a white man and he was a bad guy. So it's not like they picked out who was important and who wasn't. Because there wasn't a female director does not mean there weren't strong women in Star Wars. And by the way, the whole Rey Skywalker story was a disappointment. She was a terrible Jedi. She was boring. There was no... One of the attractions of Luke Skywalker becoming a Jedi was that Luke Skywalker was so incompetent as a Jedi. He was a young kid. It was a coming out story. That wasn't Rey. That's why no one really embraced Rey. She was not a Jedi. She was just kind of like, she suddenly could use a, a lightsaber. Luke Skywalker couldn't use a lightsaber. He didn't know how to use it. He almost shot the lightsaber through Obi-Wan Kenobi when he first got it in his hand. He was terrible with it. He couldn't use a blaster. He was incompetent. He needed to learn to become a Jedi. Rey, like, automatically became a Jedi. She had two lessons from the lost and confused Luke, and suddenly she's able to defeat the Emperor. It was a stupid storyline. And everybody who saw it said this is a stupid storyline. I mean, the second movie they did on the Star Wars, the, I don't know what it was, The Last Jedi. What a terrible movie. There was nothing in that movie that was good. It was, a, it was as bad as The Phantom Menace. I thought it was just as bad as The Phantom Menace. They had storylines, woke storylines throughout that movie. And you were like, oh my God, this is terrible. And by the way, I I love it. Whenever a controversial thing is made, 
they always throw it's 2024 and we finally need a woman to lead the Star Wars universe. <sighs> okay, what does 2024 have to do? Why is Star Wars 1977, 1982, 1983? Why are those movies still loved? Are still watched on television? Because they were just good stories. It had nothing it has nothing to do with the date. And by the way, no one was talking about the fact that there were white men and uh, no women direct. No one thought that. They were just like, God, this is a really good story. Now, let's talk about her for a second. And by the way, why a woman? What, is, what does a woman have to do with Star Wars? It can be a woman. Okay, she can direct. If she can direct Star Wars, if she loves Star Wars like everybody else. Does this gal sound like she loves Star Wars? It sounds like she's trying to 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 make a point here. Oh, well, we'll get to that. We haven't gotten there yet. Okay, but why a woman? I mean, what makes her qualified? Let's talk about her a little bit. Okay, she is the first woman to win two Academy Awards for her films. What films did she make? Feminist Pakistani documentaries. That's her film experience. She made two documentaries about violence against women in Pakistan and that makes her qualified to do Star Wars. Oh my God. In other words, she's never directed anything like this. Well, we know why Disney hired her. And uh, it's because she basically told us after she, after she, got chosen, she decided to give an interview at the Women of the World Conference. Listen to this tripe. What is the balance of activating a force for change, but also trying to permeate that patriarchy, that power structure? And is that a part of the calculation of your art as well? And, and what's been the reaction to that? Oh, absolutely. Um, I like to make men uncomfortable. I enjoy <laughs> making men uncomfortable. <laughs> not you, just, just not, you not, know, you. not, not you. Point taken, point taken. <laughs> but, um, you know, it is important to be able to look into the eyes of a man and say, I am here and recognize that and recognize that I am working to bring something that makes you uncomfortable and it should make you uncomfortable because you need to change your attitude. And it's only when you're uncomfortable, when you're shifty, when you have to have difficult conversations that you will perhaps look at yourself in the mirror and not like the reflection and then say maybe there is something wrong with the way I think or maybe there is something wrong with the way I am addressing this issue. This is typical feminist bullshit. That's what that is. It's just nothing. I, these women hate men. She hates men. Okay? You wonder, wonder why no one's having sex. Well, unless they're having sex just to have sex. But the pregnancy rate is way down. People aren't getting married. The, the whole civilization is falling. By the way, you know where it's not falling apart? You know where the family is still a big deal? In Pakistan. The, the reality, and by the way, there's another re big reason why 
a Pakistani woman should not be running this. Because a lot of Star Wars is based on the fundamentals of Judeo-Christian life. It does mix in some of the Japanese and Asian art, but the Force is basically God. You can easily make... I matter of fact, in my next book that I'm working on, my next book basically just uses the Force as a parallel to heaven and hell and earth and God. So there's that. And, you know, they don't believe that in Pakistan. So it's going to be, just because of her firm belief system, this movie is going to have a problem. Keeping up with what George Lucas came up with during the first six movies. And it already showed in the last three movies they're kind of losing a lot of that. But the second part of this is the whole, I want to make men uncomfortable. I, I just want to point something out. Who watches Star Wars? Men. My wife has never seen Star Wars and she refuses to watch it. She has no interest in it. My stepdaughters have never seen Star Wars. My daughters are not big fans of Star Wars. Now, my youngest daughter is, but that's because of her boyfriend. That's not because she sits back and watches Star Wars. She watches Star Wars because of her boyfriend, and she realized, hey, this is pretty good. But if you're going out there to and are going to try and make Star Wars uncomfortable for men, oh my gosh, you're going to get a big surprise. Disney, maybe not. Maybe Disney's not going to get a big surprise here. Now, I got two more Disney stories. I'm going to skip them because um, I don't have time. I won't skip them. I'll talk about them tomorrow. But there's something I want to point out here. Disney has lost money hand over fist. We'll talk about how Disney is now not even the top three is now has dropped from the number one uh, number one movie making studio to number three last year. They're falling apart. And it's this woke crap that people are just flat out. Now, I dropped my Disney subscription and I dropped it because the only thing on Disney was the Star Wars movies. And then I saw The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian was okay, it wasn't great. Um, I didn't. I wasn't bothered by the eighty women and the one ma- male character. I wasn't bothered by that. It was okay. The Ben Kenobi story was terrible. And then they released the Ashoka story. No desire to see it. Absolutely, it was completely a woke version. I saw clips of it on YouTube. I was like, no, this is terrible. I can already tell you, this is a god-awful, terrible. And so I didn't miss it. And by the way, no one's watching the Ashoka version. I've heard nothing but bad things about it. But this is something Disney Disney just doesn't get it. They're just going to... They've ruined this, this intellectual property that they spend billions of dollars on. Nobody cares. They've overdone it. I mean, there's a car, Star Wars cartoon... And I mean children's cartoon, not the Star Wars universe cartoons that they have for adults. 
the whole Wraith story, the episodes seven, eight, and nine were god-awful. The Han Solo story, everyone keeps telling me how good it was. I thought it was bad. I didn't like it at all. I did like the I did like the one um the Rogue One. I did like that one. I still that is one of my favorites. I do like that one. But they basically ruined Star Wars and it's to the point that oh they're releasing another Star Wars. Oh, I'll wait till it goes out on video and then maybe I'll rent it. But the first three the last three Star Wars movies they made were just terrible and it was because they were all woke. I mean they were all, they had a lesbian they had lesbians kissing. And even though you could sit back and, and see that, and I did see it, and I was like, okay, well, big deal. Um, Disney made it clear that they were lesbians kissing. It wasn't like we said, well, two women kissing, weird, but I, they just blew up the, they just defeated the emperor, so maybe, you know, they're just happy. But no, Disney made sure you knew they were lesbians. They had that whole thing in the second movie where, you know, they're going in and the evil rich people all fat and happy and selling arms to everybody and cruelty to animals and bullshit like that. I was like, you could have cut out an hour from this movie just by getting rid of that crap that had nothing to do with the movie. It's just absolutely terrible. And Disney is going to get, Disney's going to get it. I mean, they haven't had a good, they have, their Aladdin movie didn't make it. Their Beauty and the Beast movie didn't make it. And by the way, everyone keeps saying, oh, well, the, um, what's it called? The, uh, what's that movie? The Little Mermaid movie that made $500 million. Well, yeah, it needed to make a billion to make any money. It did not make a profit. The movie did not make a profit. Because they spent so much on the bloody marketing. It took a billions, it took a, a few hundred million just to make the movie. And then they spent another four or five hundred million dollars to market it. They needed a billion dollars to make money on the movie. And they made something like six to seven hundred million. They did they lost money on the movie. And they're they've they're beginning to feel it. Their new Snow White. They've decided uh, we're going to push it back to 2026 or 2025. Why'd they push it back to 2025? No one wants to see it. They're mocking it. Their Snow White hates the story of Snow White. Their Snow White isn't white. Their seven dwarves aren't dwarves. It's just oh. I got more. We'll talk about more Disney tomorrow. I'm sure you've heard this story, but you haven't heard the stories I'll bring up tomorrow. So you guys have a great day. This is Gene. God bless you all. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>